Dadamabaso is a former political prisoner who came into this place between 1986 and 1991. And uh, Tulana Mabaso is joining us uh, at our broadcast this afternoon. Thank you for coming, Daddy. Thank you very much. Thank you. So, you're one of the people who experienced this journey. You arrived here at this very spot, correct? Yeah, I arrived here at the very, uh, very spot. I was kept at the holding cell. You were kept at the holding cell. So, so you <coughs> you arrived, as I'm assuming now you were transported from another prison spot. From Johannesburg Prison yes. to Cape Town. Okay. Mm. A, ca- a car arrives here, drops you here. Are you able to see much when you arrive here? Are you able no. to see the surroundings? To be, uh, we came here with a van mm-hmm. that was completely closed, mm-hmm. only the holes. And then they came with the reverse, mm-hmm. they opened the door, mm-hmm. and then just walking with the chain and handcuff. And then I remember one of the guards, he just said in Afrikaans, Elehan Kak, Elehan Island too. So that means you are going to shit, you are going to the island. Yes. And then walk to the cell, there's my cell there. We walk in the cell there, we were kept there for a while, and then late in the afternoon, then we were taken to the boat. Interestingly for me, I don't see, there are no bars. Were there bars there? Well, if you go there, there are bars there. So I see the bars on the windows, on the doors? There's two doors there. Yes. There's a bar door and the door. And, and you'd be kept in that particular holding cell. That particular holding cell is not very small. So how many people would be kept in there? We were five in there. Five in there. Would you spend the night here? You can, yeah. If they, they, you can spend the night here. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, I didn't spend the night. Mm-hmm. The same night, the same day, afternoon we came. <clears throat> and then in the afternoon, they took us to the island. But you can spend the night. When you arrived during the day like that, like yourself, you didn't get to spend the night. What was what were the rules? Were you able to sit? Were you able to sleep? Were you sleeping on those mats? What was the arrangement? Remember, it was a very long drive from Johannesburg yes. to Cape Town, very exhausted. But immediately they opened the door for us to come in. Yes. And they started to use those vulgar language. Mm. Started to bring my spirit up. Then they started to lock us in. So we, I'm used to the detention, to the solitary confinement. So they lock us in that. Uh, I'm interested to find out for for someone who is a political prisoner, who is coming to Robben Island. You know, the guard says to you, "Yelakhan wara wara." You are thinking what? So in your mind, you're coming to a location that is housing your leaders, right? Are you anxious? Are you almost feeling like? You are coming to elevate the, the, the level of struggle. What, what, what's going through you as a political prisoner? Initially, they never said anything. They just put you in a van. Oh, I see. They, just, they never tell you where you're going. Ah. Up until you realize where you are. So when we came here, when we came here the first thing I noticed was see the sea. Yes. Then there was palpitation. <laughs> Was, um, <laughs> Is, um, can I say, was yeah. it excitement yeah. of sorts? Some sort, yes. Yeah, so, yeah. Palpitation is um, excitement. Yes. And then when they started to lock us in, then we started to brainstorm <laughs> ourselves. We are going to release our leaders. We wow. are going, yeah, we, there was an excitement, then it motivated us. Instead of bringing us down, yes. 
it motivated us and waiting for we were expecting to for any unknown yes because they immediately say we are going and then we You're knew ready. that we are waiting for it you you speak you know i'm looking at you and in as much as this was a difficult time you speak with pride about coming to the space which was housing major big leaders for our movement and and i suppose at that point you start recognizing your contribution to this to this liberation of our country when you arrive on the island how long was it before you really recognize some familiar faces oh the first we we came in the afternoon yes and then on the way to the island we had a terrible boat and it was seasick <laughs> oh my word and, and then when we arrived there then we were still leg ironed and chained yes then they walk with us to jail there were no cars or buses they walk with us there and uh, we walk slowly because we were still in defiance mood <laughs> even though they want us to move fast yeah and uh, yeah the same the following day so the first i will recognize one of our comrades who were bringing the food for us yes but <laughs> and, i mean and then i say hey, say, hey comrades and we don't know where we are going to cope with this food and i can oh. see oh, is the Johannesburg prison is much better than this <laughs> Robben Island. So, yeah, so, yeah. What was that meal? What was that first meal? It was a water porridge. Was it porridge? Mm. You, I'm told, were given porridge in the morning, sorghum of sorts during the day, some more porridge in the evening. What, what was with that porridge in the morning? Yeah, it was a porridge, that one porridge. That, uh, Just simple porridge. Yeah, yeah simple. Mm. With little sugar, brown sugar. I'm told there, w- there was a. I don't know whether it was during your time, but the sugar allocation was different between colors and Indians. W- what was your allocation? Of no, the sugar? It's, uh, two, it was one and a half ounce. Oh, yeah. It's a bit different location. Yes, because was remember racism was yes. a lot. With it. So your sh- you had less sugar yeah. than a colored prisoner, yeah. for instance. Yeah. Did you take long to adjust? You, you. I know you had been a political prisoner before. Yeah. Did you take long to adjust to this life on this island? No, it took me. Uh, it didn't. Took, I think it took me about twenty-four hours mm-hmm. to get. Because I must remember that I'm a soldier, mm. so I have to adapt to any conditions. Mm. So it took me about twenty-four hours, and then started to adapt to the condition. The salty water. You see, we were <laughs> we were not aware the water is salty. We just rushed to the to the shower. And then after two minutes, we look very pale. <laughs> We're scratching our bone. Hey, what's going on in this thing? So then we realized, no, the guard that was guiding us, he never said anything. Not, not even warning us about that water. So, so but the comrades who bring food for us, he, he later warned us about, hey, comrades, we'll give you something to... To make you feel to better make you the feel skin. Better, yeah. What and was he, that? It's called get shampoo. <laughs> Wait, so were you allowed to have shampoo? Smuggled. Oh, smuggled it. So, I mean, can you tell us how and who smuggled the shampoo, ah. <laughs> <laughs> the shampoo into the prison? Yeah. Is it possible for you to tell us? <laughs> Firstly, I didn't know how did it go to the prison. <laughs> but to us, yes. as a newcomers, yes. we were not allowed yes. to have it. Yes. But the make ways and means that we get this. We get the Colgate shop. So how? 
in the plate. Yes. There's a was a sump, a milli sump. Uh -huh. So you put the a Colgate in the plastic yes. and then on top of the sump. So the, on the guard can only see the sump, but he told us underneath, what is inside. Underneath this yeah. I'm told about the dogs, yeah. the notorious dogs on the island. Where were you? Were you working in the, the, the quarry? Where no. were you working? No, in a place called Bechrop, Bechrop, other side. Okay. Other side of the quarry. What, what was happening there? There were different labors there. Yes. Some comrades were doing upholstery. Mm -hmm. Some comrades were digging the holes, putting pipes or putting poles. And uh, so we did kind of work that you want to do it like they can tell you what to do. And then later I was fortunate, I was taken to go and work with a tailor. Oh. And then I became a best tailor. <laughs> you, you came in at an, at an interesting time. Um, you came in at a time where the country was teetering on, on all sorts of things. You know, it was unsettling. It was lots of violence in the township. It really was, I suppose, the most brutal time, uh, the peak, I suppose, of apartheid's brutality. But at the same time, there was this, you could almost see the horizon, right? It was dangerous. It was difficult. But the forces on the ground were also very strong on either sides, right? There was strength on both sides. When you came in, did you know that this was going to be a short-lived journey? Yeah, I had it. We, I knew, I knew, I knew it. Even from the time I was getting sentenced yes. by the judge, I laughed at the judge. Wow! When he gave me 18 years sentence, I laughed at the judge, and uh, I had the feeling that we shall overcome because the strength of the people, the masses. They make this country, South Africa was ungovernable. So apartheid was unsustainable. So, What were you sentenced for? I know you're a political prisoner, but what was, was your specific charge? My specific charge, I blew the building of the defense force with an explosive. So my charge was sabotage terrorism. You may have been under the command of Gobin Becky, correct? No, somebody else. Somebody else. All right, speaking to a political prisoner, former political prisoner, Tulani Mabaso, who is uh, somebody who resided here at the island. We are coming to you live from the Robben Island Museum in Cape Town. More of the stories in Robben Island when we get back. Life, life happens with Pimelo Motin.